You're listening to the Laugh Button Podcast on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. All right, welcome back to another edition of the Laugh Button Podcast right here on the Riotcast Network. My name is Mark Seaman, a.k.a. Mark Says Hi, and I am the managing editor of thelaughbutton.com. And joining me, as always, for the news, Matt Kleinschmidt. What's up, buddy? What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. It's a nice day outside. It Jeez. is. It's beautiful. People beautiful. usually don't care about the weather well, because I know, but they I just could be like listening I've, anywhere. But. Yeah, but I feel like it's been like this prolonged uh, winter. Like spring hasn't really started until like this past week. So yeah. It's good, to feel, it's good to feel the warmth on my skin. Do you think people in L.A. are just tired of that? You, you know, know like, what? Fuck L.A. Really? I'm going to say it. I'm going to declare wow. it on this podcast. Wow. Fuck the left coast. Okay, so Matt speaks I'm, for I'm, himself. I'm, no, I speak on behalf of everyone <laughs> no, on the East don't. Coast. No, you oh, don't. Oh, come on, buddy. I love L.A., man. You I know. don't like L.A.? Listen, every time I've gone to L.A., it's been really great. Sure. Um, but you know what? There's something to be said about like having like seasons. I know the joke. Uh, I love all... Uh, you know, I love seasons, too. That's why I moved to the place that has the cool, the good ones. But uh, there's something to be said about like having like Christmas... In like 70 degrees. Like that just isn't Christmas in my head. Yeah, that's that's a weird thing I experienced for the first time. I, my wife's parents have a house down in Florida. Yeah. And we usually go down there for, for Christmas and New Year's. Okay. And I remember the first Christmas I, I did in shorts. And I thought that was very... That's fucking weird, dude. Weird, because I grew up outside of Cleveland, so it was like... Yeah, like effect it, snow. And yeah, it was shit. always a disaster. Like, yeah. Christmas was always a disaster. Because <laughs> nobody was going outside, and it's not because they didn't want to. You just physically couldn't yeah. push the snow wall you know, away from your front door. But uh, yeah, that's, it's a weird thing. It's definitely a weird thing, but that's a mental thing too, man. Think it about is, this. It you is. grew up in the East coast, right? I did. I grew so, up in the East coast and the Northeast. So the ball so. drops in times square, you celebrate it. That's around the world. It's like New York city. It's, yeah, this course. is where the ball drops. But if you live in Chicago, you know, you're an hour behind. Yeah. The hoopla goes down and then you look at your clock and it's like 1115, you know, so, so it's, you, you didn't grow up with that. So you're not used to it. Right? This, is, so. this is very true. I mean, like I'm spoiled by living in this area that I, I was born and raised in this area. And East like, Coast bias, man. Dude, it's not only it's 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 uh, what's the I guess it's the bouncing soul song. East Coast. Fuck you. That's the mentality. I walk through life like the bouncing souls. East Coast. Fuck you. I like L.A. Every time I've gone out there, I've had a really great time. But, um, you know, they don't want you back. I just, I just got a text. I just got a Fuck text. Then. You know what? Hold on. Fuck I just got a text from Los An- Mr. Los Angeles. <laughs> Mr. Los Angeles texted you? Mr. and Mrs. Los Angeles just sent me a <laughs> Hello, text. Hello, Mr. Seaman. <laughs> I just want to let you know that you can tell Matt. Yeah, you're welcome back anytime, but tell Matt uh, to uh, head the other direction. All right. So. Well, text them back and say, Matt says, fuck you. All right. Let's East get- Coast, fuck you. <laughs> All right, sorry. <laughs> Let's get to the comedy news here. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, uh, we celebrate all the comedy news on the laughbutton.com, so make sure Set you check it out. the West Coast. And uh, today's guests joining us on the podcast are Keith and the Girl, yeah, podcast pioneers. Completely. Ten years strong. Ten years strong. And they were kind enough to have me on their podcast mm-hmm. uh, but a day ago, uh, I guess two days when you're if you're downloading this uh, when it goes live. But uh, it was a good experience. It was really cool. And... I, I always forget how long they've been around, right? So 10 years of anything is long. It is. It's very long. And uh, as far as podcasting goes, when would you say it really broke through? Like, who, who would you Honestly, say? Honestly, dude, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I don't feel like podcast beca- podcasting became a mainstream thing until Serial. This really? year alone. Really? This really? past year Not alone. before that? Not Mark Marin. Listen, Marin yeah. Corolla, yes. All those dudes, fantastic podcasters, been doing it forever. But, like, my mom and dad didn't understand the concept of a podcast until they heard about Serial. Okay. And, and, and I, 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 I have family members I use to gauge these types of things. Sure. Because it's like, oh, well, once my brother's heard about it, it's, it's everywhere because my brother doesn't pay attention to any of this stuff. Like that, kind, that kind of a barometer 
order. But I feel like podcasting really came into its own with Serial. You know, but obviously there's podcast pioneers. There's .NET Rocks been around forever. The sure. podcast, I remember back Adam Curry. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, for, you name a bunch of them. But like, I feel like uh, there's still a lot of ground to be covered with podcasting. Many podcasters are still doing it out of the love of the game, as mm-hmm. opposed to, um, you know, suppose it's not like making a lot of guys money. I mean, there are some guys that are making money off of it, but it's not everyone. It's a select um, few. It a select it's a, there's a one percent. Let's yeah, say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, probably. Maybe even it may not even be one percent. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, with the the recent rant of like Howard Stern with Inari Shafir about podcasting you're almost looking at it like all right well clearly even like Howard Stern doesn't even understand this but then yeah. again Howard Stern's kind of old and out of, out of I, I bet you he does he's just like hey man as long know, as man. I'm around doing this but that's all that to matters. that rant that guy made like some of it like I love Stern I'll want to preface this entire statement by saying that but like he's he came off really out of touch in some points on that too yeah. and it's just like wow like it's it's kind of almost like seeing like your dad or your you know get old you're like oh my god my dad's not old my dad's superman you know like that guy can do anything and then you see him still get old, locking like, his oh. cord and they're like oh shit like you know the old man's lost the step and that's yeah. kind of how i felt when when i heard stern make the ranting about podcasting you ever see your parents like uh, lock the car door with a, an actual key like dude no my dad no. like still does that. No, I haven't seen that. He my, the whip, whip thing. the nature of my dad's business that he actually is very technologically advanced when it comes to cars and technology. So like he he was actually an early adopter with key fobs and all that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. So. Is that what they're called? Key, key fobs. Yep. Key fobs. FOB. I don't. Who knew? Understands. I did, Mark. Yeah, you did. did, and that's why I asked. <laughs> it's a rhetorical question. Oh, okay. Well, rhetorical away. Well, uh, well away. I, I guess I have to throw out some trivia then. If okay. Key fobs. What's uh, up? Lay it on me. Do, do you know the the plastic tip on? your shoelace you know what this is it's called? called a flugel binder if you watch the movie cocktail exactly but it's <laughs> definitely not But there actually is a real name for it i forget what it is though it's, it's an aglet an aglet you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna it's either you're gonna aglet or aglet you're gonna mumble that out like you don't like you're not like you're not i'm just sure of this trying to be cool like you man trying to throw out some listen, bullshit no, trivia. listen for the record I'm the Kanye West of podcasting. Uh, I don't know. I've been well, saying that in the office, by the way, all week. I'm the Kanye West of this. If by Kanye that West you mean uh, going up on stage when someone else is talking and talking <laughs> over them with the microphone, Being sure. obnoxious, yeah. 100%. You are definitely I am the Kanye the West, Kanye of, West of podcast. Uh, Aglet, I think is the name of that, okay. by the way. All right, if so we had a machine where we could find out this information. Yes. So Keith and the girl will be joining us in just a little bit. They are. Years. They are. Podcast pioneers. They definitely are. And they've got and some stories, they ha- and they are comedy. Keith's a, Keith's a stand-up. I don't think Hemda is. No, Hemda. No, she's a singer. She's a singer. Uh, she right. was a singer, and um, and Keith uh, has released an album, a comedy album, like once every year for the last seven yeah. or eight years, or and, something. Uh, special DVD book. That's yeah, crazy. that guy. That guy's pr- prolific. All right, and he also bought um, the Simpsons movie dot com. Do you do you know about that story? No. Oh, you don't know about that we story? We gotta ask him about the story. No, oh, yeah. Oh. He bought the SimpsonsMovie.com. Yeah, he'll tell you all about. I'm yeah, not yeah, gonna yeah, tell you got, about well, it. Well, I'll ask him. I'll yeah. ask him when we get to the interview, the the, the Q part of the Q and A. I'll all right. ask him. Here we go. Uh, Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle was in Detroit recently. Yeah. As we uh, touch on the news here, and again, go to thelaughbutton.com. Check out all the news stories. Yeah, these we'll are just, the headlines uh, from these the are the, head, the headlines of the headlines. Uh, so Chappelle's doing a double dip in Detroit. He's doing two nights. Yep. And apparently, you know, things are going so well 
you know, they add second shows all the time, of course. right? Last second. Hey, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just Early do show, it. Add on a late show. Yep. Throw on a late show. I mean, even Aziz did that at Madison Square Garden. It's like, well, if I have the night, <laughs> yeah, I mean, what exactly. are you really setting up? Some... The union guys are already there. The yeah, stage they're already, is already there. Running. The stage is already there. It's good. one guy. You know, it's not like you have to, you know, clearing the place isn't going to be a problem. So they had a second Chappelle show uh, in Detroit and that one didn't go so well. No. Not it not compared not. to let's say the first one, which everyone was ranting and raving about, and uh, the second show he came off a little slow, slurring his speech. Some people said speech. drunk. He sounded drunk. People yeah. were describing him as possibly being drunk. Yeah, and you know Dave improvises a lot during his shows. Completely. And there's nothing wrong with that. And a lot of people are complaining to the point where they want their money back. And I'm thinking, okay, look, everybody, <laughs> everybody has a bad day. Bad a set. bad show, a bad set. Yeah. I've I've interviewed so many comedians over the years and one thing they used to always tell me when they would do even if they were the headliner at yeah. like a local club. So say they're in Sheboygan, Wisconsin, they're headlining whatever the local club is and they got to do three shows on Saturday. Three. Yeah. You know, they're halfway through their set on the third show. They lose their play. Yeah, They're not they, sure if they told those jokes already in this set versus or, two. Yeah, yeah 100%. So, so this happens all the time. Now, now here's here's where Chappelle throws us kind of for a loop, right? Because someone has audio of this and video of it, and it's really poor, well, and it's, it's bad. and that's how it works. Right, so they put it out there, and it's the part of the show where Dave's just kind of like interacting with the audience. People are yelling at this point, like, hey, give us some of your act. Like, yeah. give us some act. Or, I'm Rick James, bitch. Yeah, or, 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 or yeah. pitching him jokes. Like, I guess they did a, why did Dave Chappelle cross the street? And he answered, and it was really dumb. And, you know. Oh, jeez. So, look, this happens. Bad shows happen. But he he was slurring a little bit, but I, I maybe. But uh, I will say he got the time wrong. He said, "Hey, look, I got to get out of here. It's it's after one o'clock or after two o'clock in the in the, the morning." Uh, yeah, in the morning, and the crowd yells, "No, no, no! It's it's just now one o'clock." So well, he's an still, hour off. That's still pretty right? goddamn late. Right. So, and there's no other context yeah. either. It's like, okay, well, when did that show start? Yeah, because I mean, did it that start guy at does 10? marathon shows. It yeah. started at 10. He's done way more than an hour. I just, my, here's my take on all that. Everyone has a bad day, and obviously there's a difference between performing a 15-minute spot in a club to, to refine and work on your act right. and taking out to theaters. And... Of course, Dave Chappelle knows the difference of that. The guy's a the guy's a pro. He's a complete pro about this kind of stuff. But like, I don't know. I I don't really know where I think. I I understand that people they pay good money. They want to go out on the. They get dressed up. They hire a babysitter. They want to go out and be entertained. So I definitely empathize with people in that in that um in that facet. But at the same time, it's like everyone's got off nights, man. Yeah. Everyone's got bad timing, or everyone's got like something in their head, or they saw something, or they heard something. So it happens. It really does. It's just kind of the nature of life. It's live theater. Anything can happen. You can go to a live play on Broadway, and some dumbass could storm the stage. Sure. You know? And But like, are you getting your money back if that happens? No. It's part of the experience. You're experiencing something live. And you want to be at with that other show. People. Where the guy and, of course the you want to be at that show. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, we, we, we posted this information on our Facebook page and there's definitely some people that have come back with some comments like, you know, some of the comments from the fans like, you know, uh, well, one guy, Tony Raines, is like, y'all should have went to the Mark Marin show at Royal Oak last weekend. 35 bucks and he was hilarious. Right. Yeah, because I, I did include, when I posted this yeah. story, I included that, you know, tickets were, were possibly going in upwards of 200 and some dollars, yeah. right? Now, was I don't... because of scalping or is that cause probably of because of scalping? Probably because of scalping, StubHub. It, it, it's irrelevant because yeah. if a show like 
like Chappelle's, which most likely will sell out, mm. a lot of people do get in because they have to use use a secondary yeah. or third, you know. Well, I mean, yeah, the third gen- market tier, whatever. I mean, the general responses that we've gotten from pe- comments is, you know, Eric Wareham says everyone has bad sets, which is sure. which is totally true. That Adam Young, in my opinion, no comedy tickets worth that much money, regardless of how the event went. It's ridiculous. He'd rather yeah. support a dozen other shows, even if it was his favorite comic. I don't like. I don't know, man. If it's your favorite comic, like you want to see that. Like how many? Like not only that, but it, imagine if it's a reunion, like when Monty Python got back oh, together in England. I'm paying if I had the money, I'd pay a grand to go to that. Of if, course. If, if it you know everyone's got that get a ticket point that thing that'll make them buy the money that whatever that nostalgia that whatever so i mean i don't know if that's necessarily like uh what's the most you'd pay see one of my favorite bands of all time is the pixies and when the pixies announced their reunion in like 2004 or so i saw like seven of their nine shows yeah they did yeah they did like seven or something like that in a row. but the, the tickets were like 50 bucks sure it wasn't that bad i was like okay i'm in on this and a, and a friend actually got me another pair so i actually got to go on some other people's dimes and i was like that was a very reasonable price would i have probably paid more Absolutely. Would I have gone as many times? Probably not. Right. But I would have paid more to see them because I'd never seen that band. All right, Pixies last yeah. show for real. <laughs> dude, that for real. Band, dude. Because I'm hold on, because I'm from the future. Okay. And something horrible happens to no, no one dies, okay. but just they can't play anymore. Okay, Frank, like uh, Joey. Somebody Frank, loses a hand. Break, they lose I, a know, hand. Okay. I don't. I don't want to. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I don't want to yeah, jinx yeah. anything. But yeah. I'm just saying, this is clearly the last show. Okay. It's not happening anymore okay. after this. How much are you paying? I don't know. This is it. I don't know. This is like, never going to happen I'd, again. I probably wouldn't spend like thousands of dollars because I just I can't I I can't justify spending that in my head. Like that's rent. You know what I mean? Like so. Yeah, but rent you're going to continue to pay. This is true, but then you're not going to. Ha- but like you're it, never going to see the pictures but I, again. But and and all of the footage of them ever in existence is deleted. Jesus Christ! Taking away like, the albums. Come on, really? Are, this is like. How how far would you go? The reason I ask yeah, is because yeah. I'm a Cubs fan. All okay. right, you, you know, as as a sports fan, I think I'm supposed to say I'm sorry it, for that. No, no, you, you shouldn't. That's what I'm doing because it to aren't myself. they like like don't they have they like, they haven't won a in 108 like, years or whatever, right? Yeah, so, yeah. so if they make it to the World Series, which they also haven't done in quite some time, okay, I'm probably gonna pay a lot to go see that. Okay. Yeah, because but how much I would you pay. Do you know why? Because the energy for that but first you, one. But like, would you drain your bank account? Go into debt. As thirty something year old well, I mean, I, married Mark, I'd be taking a loan out to begin with. Okay, I mean, but as thirty something year old married Mark, yeah, who has an apartment in New York City with a wife that relies on you to pay bills for things. Listen to you being all responsible. Listen, that's what happens when you hit your mid thirties, man. I, like, I'm, I'm in I got agreement. a mortgage. I got a fiance. I got I got dog. I, like, I, I got it. I can't I can't be twenty year old twenty five year old Matt Kleinschmidt just spending money. Look, Matt, I, I've had this conversation with my wife. There's three places uh, my ashes are going to be buried if, if my wife outlives me there's going to be three locations where okay. my ashes go Wrigley Field one of them I'm it's assuming. one of them okay. so she knows okay. how much it's going to cost to go to one of those World Series games now this is one of the smallest if not the smallest capacity wise stadiums in all yeah. of baseball so you know only a limited amount of people can be there right yeah it, even if I'm sitting behind a pole and I can't see shit yeah you're there. You're inside. Okay. This hasn't happened in forever. I would pay how much? I'd pay between five and ten thousand dollars. Really? Wow, that's a lot of money. Because like, I'm a firm believer. You buy experiences, not things. 
I'm a firm believer right. in that. Like, how much is that experience worth to you? Great follow up on the conversation you had with Rob Cantrell last yeah. week. We talked. About, how much would you pay for your much, memories? Exactly. How much do you right. pay for that? Like, he has this story about him and Mitch Hedberg right. for the rest of his life. But there's also the point of like. You can lose everything, though, too. Like, where would you even get five to ten grand to go to a Cubs game? Well, I mean, you know, I've saved up a little. But to have you save five to ten grand that you could drop tomorrow? No, I, well, I, I can't say I saved it for that specifically. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's like just my future child fund. I, I could just say that it, it could be spent. All okay. right, we're getting off topic here. Yeah. The point is, look... No matter how much you spend, and that's on you. If you pay two hundred and forty dollars to go see Dave Chappelle, I mean, you can't. You're at the mercy of what happens in that show, anyway, right? Yeah. I mean, would you feel better if you went to that same show knowing you only paid seventy five instead of two forty, and he had the same bad set? <sighs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah, I, don't I don't know, know man. That's a, that's a tough call. Like I've seen enough comedy to know that everyone has bad sets. And I well, also we're spoiled, kinda, though. We're spoiled. The, we are. The we average are. person and in I the also, United States probably sees one live comedy show ever. The over-under is probably one. This is true. And I also do kind of have a rule where it's like, don't pass judgment on a comic until you've seen him at least two or three times. Right. Because I know that everyone has an off night. Um I don't know, man. It's a tough call because Chappelle is like, he's Chappelle. He's fucking Dave Chappelle. And when I saw Dave Chappelle at Oddball Fest a couple years back, I was like, I get it. Yeah. This guy is the fucking You're shit. You're attracted like, to it. Like, I get it. I magical. understood all of it. It all, and like, I feel like he's been that guy forever. So, and just, just by the way, in case my wife's listening, don't worry. I'm not going to spend five to 10. More, I, I more, think so. more than upwards of 15 to 20. I think so. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think Mark is full of shit. I think uh, he's going to spend whatever it takes. I think he's going to donate Look, plasma. <laughs> I will do whatever it takes to get inside that baseball stadium. I will. And it's so funny because after they do win, they're probably going to win like 40 of them in a row. But you know what? It's not well, going to be. for like the Red Sox? Then they yeah. win and then they But it's still not as special. Win. It still won't be as special as that first time. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's get back to the news, shall we? What's next? What's the next headline on the laughbutton.com we want to talk about? Well, there's too many here. Um, Dude, can I talk about Aqua Teen Hunger Force for a yeah, second? I, I was going to bring that one. Oh, okay. Well, then it's all good. Talk. Go ahead. Aqua Teen Hunger Force, after 13 seasons on the air at Adult Swim. Wait, it's been 13? Dude, that show... Wait, hold on a second. 13 seasons. I love that show. That's my meatwad impression. Not bad, right? It's not bad. This is Master Shake. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was a very cool, unique, influential show in the fact that when it... Adult Swim. Right. When it came out, it was very weird, very different, uh, very bizarre very alternative and it set the tone for what adult swim was to become and a place a breeding ground for the most ridiculous concepts and shows to live completely and they'd have a shot to exist even if they failed and and adult swim just kind of like i mean they owe a lot to aqua teen obviously but you know there's a couple of the early shows they had too like you know uh ski lab and uh, space ghost and whatnot but uh space ghost coast to coast was so good man and sea lab was a great idea too Mm -hmm. but um yeah, it's interesting though. Like, like I don't, I like, I haven't religiously watched Aqua Teen in a while, mainly because they they've been few and far between with the new seasons. Like, right. it, it's clear, it's very obvious that like the guys that created Aqua Teen Hunger Force have um, have kind of moved on to other things, or at least it, they have other things that are kind of taking up some of their time. So it's like every year and a half, two years, we get a new episode, and it's like you know we we'll get three episodes of a new season. So I feel like it's been a long time coming, right. and this is just kind of the formal. 
you know announcement that it's ending, but it's still a it's still a bad thing in my mind. It's like it's a, it's an end of an era to me. It in is adult, in closing a big chapter. It's a big chapter over there. For adult swim. Well, it, congratulations to them. Yeah. All the success they've ever had, much continued success, in all <laughs> and all the other and, endeavors. And we, and we do have some conspiracy theories on the site as well, because because uh, oh, Ross Ross Mason, good oh. old Ross, who likes like everything we post on Facebook. Hey, that's good, man. Yeah, 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 Huge really props good. to Ross. Yeah, Ross has a great comment. He goes, "What a coincidence that the same day of the new season of True Detective." Premieres. That's <laughs> <laughs> ending. So maybe we're going to get Meatwad, Master Shake, go over to HBO and do some True Detective. True shit. Detective season yeah. three, Meatwad and <laughs> Master exactly. Shake. What in the sub headline is like one last ride on the danger cart? <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. Well, be uh, congrats to the Aqua Teen Hunger Force and uh, everyone who's ever been a part of it. Mm-hmm. Very good stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, I want to bring this up because I think this is important because this is this is the type of thing that draws the line in the sand of comedy and what we can make jokes about, what we can't make jokes about, whether it's funny or not. Mm -hmm. But Adam Sandler has been making a lot of headlines with this movie, Ridiculous Six. Uh, a lot of Native uh, Native American actors have walked off the set. You know, it's been reported. And there's some terrible joke there where there's smoke, there's whatever, you know. But um, what I'm trying to say here is, is all these Native American actors walked off off his set, right? Yeah. So when that happens, you know, just wait it out. A couple days later, we're going to get some video footage. And sure enough, we did. Of course. And how does this happen, by the way? Like, you're on a movie set. It's supposed to be a closed set. Drones? I don't no know. No one's supposed <laughs> to be filming anything about? other than the people actually making a movie. Yeah. And someone's there with their cell phone, and they film a conversation Goddamn between... Goddamn cell phones. They're ruining civilization. Uh, it, it's weird. It's like they are and they aren't. They are. You know? I'm drawing. I'm putting my. Li- I'm putting a line in the sand, Mark. Okay, so so <laughs> cell phones are your Los Angeles. They are in the technology <laughs> yes, world. They're my West Coast. Well, you they're know, they're the West Coast think, of technology. I just feel like, um, again, experiences. If people are trying to document the experience as opposed to having the experience, you know, I agree like, with that. Yeah. Like being yeah. at a concert, there's nothing Put more. The shit I away. Live in the moment. Live in the moment. This is a different situation, right? So they're on set. They're not doing anything. They're just standing around, and someone's got a cell phone out. Maybe they're taking pictures. Yeah. Hey, this will be a cool memory. Look at us. We're on the set of this Adam Sandler movie. Well, someone filmed um, these native actors talking to the producers, and basically the producers are like, hey, look, if you don't like this, like, just leave. We're not going to change. Well, that's the other thing, too. Is, you we're know, not going to change what we're doing you're here. You're fully entitled to your opinion about that stuff, too. And, yeah. and rather than take part in it, the native actors left, and I'm sure there will be people or someone they'll find that will more than willing be able to do it like that's that to me is part of what i like about things like free commerce and like you know mm-hmm. the type of uh setup we have here is that like you know usually that shit kind of figures it's all all itself out in some ways you know like the dumbass who doesn't want to serve the gay couple at a restaurant usually goes out of business because sure. he's a dumbass he's and never cares about it. So it's like, I feel like that some of that stuff kind of is self is a self regulatory thing. Um, so in a way, this is kind of like it'll all figure itself out. Um, I mean, I, I don't get I don't get upset over controversy. I really don't. I mean, like. We do live in an in era. In the comedy world, specifically. We, but we also... No, I, I think in general, Mark. I mean, really? Like, You're not upset li- about Baltimore right now? Well, no. Baltimore's a completely different story. Baltimore's like years of suppressed aggression okay. that just kind of has surfaced. But I think like we live... But because we live in a society in a world where things like Baltimore happen and are important, I give no credence to like this feigned, I'm offended... Right, right. Scenario we live in, and don't get me wrong, I'm not, I'm not saying like making fun of Native Americans is is a good thing, um, but what I am saying is like, 
these things kind of work themselves out. Because you know what? If this movie is really that offensive, people won't go to it. Adam Sandler won't make money. Right. So this. So like, it will work itself out as far as like, you know, the. I guess it's the way I'm trying to say is like, you know, maybe the. Um, uh, the long tail of it will eventually kind of like pivot towards the right way. There is definitely a, a saying about like you know the the line of justice is long. It bends, it bends, but the, you know. But it, I think it's now I'm rambling. But I do think that this stuff will all kind of figures out a way to work itself out. If it, the movie is really that terrible, people won't see it. Well, um, here's and, here's the other thing too, though. It, and people might not know this, but the movie was actually originally supposed to be put out by Warner Brothers. Okay. And part of that Netflix. And now deal it's part of the Netflix okay. deal. So. I don't know. Maybe Warner Brothers saw something and said, "You know what? <laughs> yeah, not feeling this, man." It's possible. I not mean, feeling it. but we also we also live in a time where you can't do certain things where whether for better or for worse. Like I look at a movie like Blazing Saddles. That movie is fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's very it almost makes fun of racism by being overtly racist. Sure. I guess it's probably the best way to describe that movie, but you couldn't make that movie in 2015. No fucking way could you make a movie like Blazing Saddles in 2015. Nope. But a movie like Blazing Saddles needs to exist because of what it was for its time. So like I'm not saying this Adam Sandler film is the next Blazing Saddles, but I'm <laughs> saying that, you know, the good stuff the, the the good stuff kind of eventually floats to the top and, All right. and if this is as terrible as people made it seem, it'll just will not be seen. All right. Um some other news here. I went to the red carpet premiere at yes, the Tribeca Film Fest of of uh, Kevin Pollock's yeah. yeah new documentary called Misery Loves Comedy, and this was something he put together um, last year and got the footage together. He interviewed over sixty people for this thing. Sixty people from the comedy universe, not necessarily stand-ups, but people that uh, comedic actors mm-hmm. uh, of the world as well are included in this film and the whole idea behind misery loves comedy is it begs the question do you have to be miserable to be funny right yeah. you, you always hear it's a common misconception yeah misconception of hey do you have a miserable childhood or did your parents treat you bad did you get made fun of and beat up well, did you did you yeah. have a terrible terrible upbringing to the point where now I'm a stand up comic and this is how I get through life well also you can extrapolate that there's comedians that and you know you can also parlay this to musicians as well that, sure. that feel like they can't get sober because it'll affect how funny they are they can't settle down and have family and children because it'll fuck up with their funny right you know and I think time and time again it's been proven not true uh, you know I feel like I, from what I've heard from comedians that have recently got married or settled down or had kids they said it actually refocuses you sure. because now you have their stakes in the game you know as opposed to like being some 20 something year old piece of shit that could spend 10 grand to go see the Cubs play hey, the World Series hey. I said 20 something piece of shit I'm making fun of you 10 <laughs> years ago Mark um, I was doing versus right. <laughs> 10 years ago <laughs> you were you were you didn't know me so yeah, you weren't I doing didn't. that good I did <laughs> All right. So. No, I was actually doing great. On the I didn't know you. West of comedy podcast, I didn't, Mark. I, I didn't have to know you, Matt. <laughs> all right, all right. I had a guy who had to know you. Oh, okay. But uh, <laughs> but yeah. So like, I I think that's a common misconception. So I I, I kind of empathize with uh, Kevin Pollock's uh, documentary here. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. It's and it, and it's worth a watch if you're a comedy fan and you just want to get inside the brain of of people that do do this for a living. It's a great one to watch. And one interview that stood out in my mind in particular was uh, Kathleen Madigan's. Yeah. And Kathleen talks about how she used to be a bartender uh, before, you know, before she was a comic or maybe while she first started. And she's like, you know what? 
the general population's actually kind of just miserable. Yeah. You know what I mean? So More I don't, I don't think... Five job is a miserable thing. Yeah. You know? I don't yeah. think that necessarily is the thing that drives you to being a stand-up comic or whatever. But uh, but it's very cool. It's very well done. I thought Kevin did an excellent job. And uh, I was able to spend some time with Kevin. Uh, Jim Norton showed up for the premiere, who was also shown in there, Louis Black. And uh, they did a little Q&A afterwards. That's super cool. And that was moderated by Caroline Hirsch, who's the Caroline from Caroline's. From Caroline's. Caroline's yep. And she, you know, helped launch the careers of Seinfeld and Bill Maher and all these huge names in the 80s. So I heard that Louis Black is pissed at you. Because you owe him an Amish stove? Is that what it is? <laughs> All right, here's the deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to hear the story. I got I to gotta find out what this thing is called. Go- I think it's an Amish stove. No, no, but there's a there's a name for it. It, it like it burns, but it also like generates no no waste. I, I'm pretty sure it's called like an Amish stove or an Amish oven, and it's made out in Dutch country of Pennsylvania. And I thought it was called like an Amish stove. Uh, no, 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 man. All right, so here's the deal. The, there was a, oh, it's Amish- called. I know what it's called now. It's What's a, that? It's a heat surge. Okay. An Amish stove is a real fucking thing. I, I'm sure it is. It is. I'm, I'm going sure to Google this while you desc- describe Look, this heat source. There, <laughs> heat source. There was this thing called heat surge. Heat okay? surge, okay. And here's the deal. It's an electronic fireplace. Like oh, you plug this thing that's in. That's bullshit. Right? But the casing around it is made by the Amish, you know, out of wood, and it's constructed really well. And these things are like super, super legit awesome. Like they're awesome, all right? Turns out... Uh, when this thing came out, my wife, my now wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, actually worked at a place that uh, that did the commercials for these things, right? So I had my hands on like two of these, two yeah. of these guys. I'm like, I, I don't need two of these. What am I going to do with one of these? Yeah, yeah, I live yeah. in a New York City apartment. I can't put this anywhere. So we kept one at her parents' house and I just had this extra one. And I did a big, huge sort of... Uh, Q&A in front of a live audience, you know, up at SiriusXM with Lewis Black and everything. And, and he, you know, he writes in his books and he's always talking about how he loves Amish furniture and that's the only yeah. stuff you buy. Because it lasts forever, man. I still have I Amish was, furniture I was born and from when I was a in that kid. area and I remember yeah. going to Amish marts and just that craftsman stuff of, of that stuff is great. It's amazing, right? So, so he wanted one of these fireplaces. Okay. And he's like, I got to get one of these things. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I got one for you. <laughs> I got one for you. I got two of these. Yeah. I'm going to give you one, Lewis. I'm going to give you one of these fireplaces. Just for the story of it. J- well, Lewis Black. Well, just, you know, when I help out a friend. Of course. You know, I've, I've known Lewis for a long time. He wants one. It's it's cool. It feels good to hook people up, right? So I'm like, I'm going to give Lewis Black this fireplace. It's going to be awesome. So I never, it's been 10 years now. <laughs> I've yet to give him this fireplace. See? It's 20-something-year-old Mark Seaman needed my help. It, I did. <laughs> I needed your car or whatever, however I was going to get it to him because that was part of the problem. So the running joke was over the last ten years, still going, is that uh, he he's pissed at me because <laughs> I never gave him this this fucking fireplace, right? <laughs> and and at the end of our interview here on the red carpet, he's he's just like, dude, you know. That's the only reason I still talk to you, because you have this fireplace and I need it. Where the fuck were you this winter? It's a very it was the Black worst thing. winter in New York City. He's like, I look forward to traveling because they have heat at other locations. <laughs> and this is all your fault. And he just goes off. So, you think uh, he'd like? You think he'd like tweet that? Hey, at Mark says hi. Where the fuck's my fireplace? Where's my fucking heat surge? <laughs> so, uh, Lewis, you'll get your heat surge. Just I, I actually, hang in there. Listen, this to me is is very parallel to the Pete Corielli. I'm not Pete Corey, Pete Lee. Uh, oh yeah, Stephen Pete Wright. Lee, yeah, DVD, DVD debacle where it just goes on and on. What's with you in decades of not 
exchanging. Hey, I was on the wrong side of this, and, though. I know, but like it was, it was the exact opposite with Pete. Look, this is how you keep friendships intact. You gotta have <laughs> this is promise shit this for, is, for a decade. This is Lewis and mine's Facebook. Okay. okay, right? This is how we're we stay in touch. Okay. You know, this is how he'll never forget who I am. So you don't want to give him the fire. I'm never giving him that heat. <laughs> the fire search. No, I'm, I'm going to I, heat search. Do you still I, have this thing? Yeah. There's no way this thing still it's, works. Yes, it's in storage. It's in So my, it's never been plugged in. It's just it's just now ten year old technology. It's it still works but and it's, it's awesome. Ten-year-old technology. So what? Could you have a cell phone in? Would you hold a cell phone? You think at 10 Lewis? Years old? You think Lewis is up to date on all of his technology? If you went I, into his house or his dude, apartment where he the lives, the guy joined you, Twitter like four years ago because Kathleen Madigan forced him. But that's why sure. he joined Twitter. Do you? What kind of phone do you think he has? Like, it's do you definitely think not flip. Think it's rotary? <laughs> think it's rotary? rotary? No. In his apartment or his house? I think it might be a droid. I'm thinking droid. He strikes me as a droid guy. Oh, you? I mean, like in his apartment or whatever his house. Oh, oh. Maybe. Dude, dude's yeah. still working a. He doesn't even have a flat screen yet. I don't know. I think you're making a lot of presumptions about Lewis Black. I think intelligence. I am. Lewis, I love you, man. I miss you, <laughs> and I'll see you next time. Uh, speaking Lewis of Lewis Black's going to hear this Let's next get, time he sees you, he's going to hit you or berate. He's going to he's going to buy a heat surge off eBay and then kill me with it. Yeah, that's probably what he's going to do. Uh, speaking and of Lewis, I wouldn't blame him, Mark. I wouldn't either. <laughs> All right, so Lewis Black actually just announced the second half of his tour that's going to be going on in the fall, and uh, this is, he he does what two hundred plus shows a year, something like that. He so, does a lot of shows. The rant is due, part due, fall tour twenty fifteen. This is going to take him all the way through November. So Good for him, if you're a Lewis Black fan, just Google Lewis Black. Uh, go to the laughbutton.com. Go to the laughbutton.com. Yeah, I got the link there to tickets to all the shows. It kicks off the end of July, and uh, goes on forever. I mean, the guy's <laughs> never going to stop touring. So why not? All right, what else you want to talk to before we get to Keith and the there's girl? A, there's a really great video feature we just posted on the laugh button with mm-hmm. Crystalia, star of Undateable. Yes. Comedian who just put out a special last week called Encourageable. Yeah, Encourageable. It's on Netflix. Uh, we is did it a, Courage or Courage? Encourageable. Encourageable, right? Yeah, which is which actually means something. And if I cared enough, I'd look it up. <laughs> but, you know. It means it's the name of uh, Crystalia's Yeah, exactly. Special. Encourageable is a real word, and it's a title of an album uh, special. But, uh, yeah, we did a Nightmare gig with, with Crystalia. And mm-hmm. the nightmare gigs are kind of funny. Actually, it's 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 um, you know at Jordan Comedy just actually replied to us on Twitter saying nightmare gig videos are my favorite thing right now. So that was pretty cool. Oh, that's so great! Shout cool. out to at Jordan Comedy. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So what we do basically we talk to comedians. We say, hey, tell us like you know the worst experience. The worst of the had. worst. Give it to us. And yeah. Delia tells this great story about going to a bringer show and thinking he was ready to kill and the room seemed hot and then he got on stage and didn't happen. So, so yeah, so he tells a great story about that. So that that's a nightmare gig feature we're, we're running right now. Who else we got up there? We got Dan Nightmare Cummins, Dan, right? Dan Cummins has one. We have one with Tim Meadows, actually, talking about the worst he's ever bombed. Do we, we put up DeRosa, right? DeRosa's is great. Yeah, his is really good. It's a great story. And like, it, it's got such a great payoff at the end with like a 12-year-old kid giving him advice. <laughs> That's like perfect 12-year-old Joe DeRosa for kid. too, right? Like yeah, at a bar, mitzvah. Oh, at a bar mitzvah. So we have those up. We get those up once a week, but there's some great videos on that. And then... Um, we have some good features on the Laugh Button video page. We do. Hook it up. We do. All right. Uh, I, how, how many times are you going to watch Seinfeld? Oh, now that it's on the, Again, uh, Hulu. It's on Hulu now. But see, here's the funny they thing. They just paid almost... Uh, almost it's been reported $130 to $180 million, right? That's so whatever it is, to be the exclusive streaming service... For Seinfeld, I mean, it makes sense to put which are on every night on every channel. I was going to say it makes sense to put it on Hulu because just buy the box set. I know it's probably thirty bucks. I know. 
And then you'll nice. have it forever and you'll watch it whenever you it's want. It's probably more than 30 bucks, but are, it's definitely not $150 million. Are we too lazy to just put a DVD into Dude, a... it's access, man. It, but how many 14-year-old kids have DVD players now, Mark? They're all streaming. Well, it's all I'm pretty the sure cloud. they're still living with their parents, so I'm going to say all of them. Dude, I'm telling you, man. Like, DVD, like CDs are out, out of date. They're not even putting DVD drives or CD-ROMs in computers so anymore. So the fact that we're recording this podcast to a CD is probably not a... No, I'm just kidding. First of all, congratulations <laughs> on making that happen. Um, yeah. Second of all, I think we're almost out of memory on the CD, so we should probably wrap up this part. Yeah, we got to get to Keith and the girl. Yeah, Keith and the girl coming up. And uh, Bill Hicks, drop some Bill Hicks news real quick before we go. Oh, dude, his entire catalog just came out this week. Like every audio recording of Bill Hicks available from like, you know, from the stuff that was released posthumously, uh, Rantney Minor, Flying Saucer Tour, to, you know, his stuff of Arizona Bay, mm-hmm. uh, Dangerous, Relentless, and there's a bunch of streaming stuff on Comedy Dynamics' video demand page too. So his entire video catalog and audio catalog are out. A box set's coming later this summer, and a new album of materials coming in, this, in the fall too. So... I'm a huge Bill Hicks fan, so I'm, I'm, I've been psyched about what's going on with the Bill Hicks world and the Bill Hicks catalog. Not All right. Good still, That'll good, keep you busy world. for a while. It will. Definitely will. All right. Here's Keith and the Girl, everyone, right here on the Laugh Button Podcast. All right. We'd like to welcome our guests, Keith and the Girl, to the podcast, and Danny, I should say. Uh, Keith and the Girl and Danny uh, <laughs> to the Laugh Button Podcast. Over 10 years in the books now. In the podcasting world, these two have done notable guests, Doug Stanhope, Mark Marin, Bobcat Goldthwait, uh, won multiple awards. And Mark Seaman. Yeah, that's, that just happened. That's a thing. <laughs> it's official. That's like your troll, too. My appearance is like your troll, too. We're going to need a quote like, from you about how you felt about that on the show so we could boast it on our website. Yeah, please. whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, published a book called uh, What Do We Do Now? Keith and the Girls Smart Answers to Your Stupid Relationship Questions. And uh, Beyond the Pod podcast to Keith. 11 albums. Is it 11 albums? Uh, Did I count right? I, I'm the guest. I'm not here to correct. 12 albums. 12. <laughs> he just recorded his 13th, though. Jesus, man. That's awesome. Congrats on that. And you put out a book as well, right? About your little An, autobiography, self-published. An autobiography called The Great American Novel, My Life to 30 Years Old. And I'm still making it, so maybe we'll do a part two. Nice. Yeah. And uh, if you two could introduce Danny, because I <laughs> I mean, he, this guy was awesome to me yesterday. You welcomed me onto, the, onto your podcast and, and brought me water and a red cup which was nice danny Um, is the reason that we don't argue more often keith and i danny uh started off as an intern i think once or twice a week and now he works in our studio every day he has a show on our uh network right that's the show with danny he's one of the funniest people i've ever met and uh I don't know when 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 we don't. He's the tiebreaker of the room. Oh, you know gotcha. I mean? He's yeah. the third vote. Yeah, he's like you know, parents got divorced, and it's like, hey, kid, who's right here? Right? That's what oh. parents do when they get divorced. They look at their kid and ask them what the right and wrong. <laughs> Mine did. Is. Yeah. Yeah. So we make him feel at home. He's from Oklahoma, so we fight like his parents, and then we go, Danny. What should we do now? And you're like, oh, that was just like back in 1986 when my dad and mom fought over the graham crackers. <laughs> exactly. And I went with dad on that one. Uh, he how had many people? Food at his house, you know. You gotta oh, okay. Go with dad sometimes. Uh, how many parents are still together? Divorced? To Keith, your parents together? To- divorced? Of course, together. Uh, Christian, buried together. <laughs> uh, they, I don't think they want to be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, sleep, yeah I, wait, sleep in separate bedrooms now? What's their... No, that would, that would be the same as divorce. You you lay next to each other and you seethe. And you, you don't leave no matter what. Uh, when my mom tells me too many times, at least she got our kids out of the marriage. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's a clue. Something's up. When my dad reminds me he had a chance to be with a millionaire woman... <laughs> 
That's another clue. <laughs> but yes, they are together. Put me down for a positive family. <laughs> nice. Nice. Had uh, the chance. <laughs> the last time I spoke to my parents, they were still together, but I haven't spoken to them in a very long time. Yeah. So I don't know. Who knows what's going on over there? Yeah, we talked about this a smidge yesterday. You're you're kind of, uh, you, you cut the cord yeah. and it wasn't cable. Yeah. It was your lifeline to your parents. I cut the cable cord too, though. Oh, you did that yeah, too? Yeah, I did that recently yeah. as well. It's very refreshing. Oh, it's so or, liberating. Aren't we just the best? Oh my God, I don't even have a TV. <laughs> so you traded your parents for Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I thought, I think it's a good move and it's less expensive. They live in Israel. It's like a long yeah. flight. You and know? then you can use your friend's parents' password <laughs> right. yeah, right. for love. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> it would be pretty. Would you Would you guys have traded your parents for someone else's parents? Like, did you have that oh, one friend? Oh, fuck yeah. Hold on. I've already got the answer. Oh, you're not done? <laughs> yes, it was going to be my parents were going to be uh, Kurt Russell <laughs> and Lisa Gibbons he's not kidding Lisa Gibbons yeah you just a fan of the talk show or did you like her height it what was, was your what was the attraction was, there this is back in the day entertainment tonight okay and okay. Uh, she gave celebrity news like it was a friendly conversation <laughs> not too serious but with the importance it deserves uh, I was very <laughs> I can see her being a good mother making sandwiches with care <laughs> And uh, my dad just being the fucking coolest rock star in town. Snake Pliskin. Uh, amen. Yeah. <laughs> amen. And, it, and he'd have a second chance at a millionaire. Right. right? It would be right. the uh, team for him. <laughs> right. This is Who's just... he married to in real life? Goldie Hawn? Goldie See, Busted Hawn. They never got married. Oh, yeah. They're one of those like, long-term, never <sighs> married. And, and... <laughs> oh. <laughs> we got to like, get married and get it over with or stop <laughs> fucking around, you did, know? What, did you pick them in the marriage pool or I something did, years ago, Danny? He was like... I know. Lost really five bucks 20 years ago. You're still upset. <laughs> like but it was worth like 30 back then. so far. <laughs> Larry, so so uh, your parents, you don't even know the status. They, they could I be mean, dead for all you know. I have siblings, so I might get a text about it when it happens, <laughs> right. you know, but right. <laughs> wow. Okay. for now, I think they're breathing next to each other. Okay. Yeah. And Danny, yours are separated. Very divorced. They don't talk to each other. It's yeah, weird. Holidays it. are weird. Yeah. Holidays are bad. <laughs> <laughs> Just because, like, you don't get all, this you don't is get, like the depressing part of the podcast. It's not, well, no, it's I'm like, learning about. I don't know this guy. So. My parents <laughs> loved me very much and still do. <laughs> yeah, <Loved>. okay. <laughs> I talked to his mom. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Wait, what? A strong. <laughs> Let's go around the room and see who who knows anybody who just died. <laughs> I know. That's where I feel like we're going here. <laughs> now we won't get to that. Um, we won't get to that. And then when that priest raped me, they were very sympathetic <laughs> to my troubles. So you were raised Catholic as well. I was raised yeah, Catholic. Okay. Sure. Yeah, it's fine. It's. It's not a big problem anymore. It's just it's it's a weird argument to get. In the I feel like of. you just that really happened, but you're just playing it off. No, now I mean the rape like... thing happens every day to me with like the news and stuff. But <laughs> Jesus, man, in He's terms intense. of in terms of an actual priest raping me, that hasn't happened yet. Okay, but yet fingers crossed. He's holding out. I just That's another out, bet he has going. Hang out outside of white collar stores. <laughs> but what happens when you go home? For the holidays, mm -hmm. do you spend time at each one, or does everybody get Ye together and it's a mess? Oh no, no, I spend time at each one. I'll spend most of the time I spend at my mom's. Um, do they bitch about the other person? Oh, yeah, my mom does for sure. <laughs> I'm forgetting yeah. this isn't behind a paywall like my show is. I'm just uh, <laughs> just being loosey goosey. But yeah, my mom. I'm sure my dad ha hates it also, but he's he doesn't. He's not as vocal about it. But my mom makes a point about expressing her displeasure do you think your childhood is what led you to comedy to yeah. be a stand like was that your outlet i mean the only reason i bring this up is because i i yeah i interviewed kevin Pollock recently right about yeah. misery loves comedy and the whole have you guys seen the documentary him that you guys haven't seen it yet <laughs> he's a no what you know I, you need to prep us just, ahead of time for this oh shit. no 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 uh, it's, a, it's no, okay no, no, no. It's, oh no apparently i didn't respect him enough <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck <laughs> 
Sorry, I didn't mean to throw you guys under the bus. <laughs> I, I saw Women Aren't Funny. Have you seen Bonnie McFarlane's movie? I have. I have. Go. I saw an early cut, actually. The, 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 look at this guy. It was in the editing room. He made some of the decisions. Oh. No, fuckers. No. <laughs> no, I like Kevin Pollock. He throws the paint on the stuff and he's like, hey, how do you know when you're done? Well, how do you know when you're done having sex? I don't know. I come, dummy. <laughs> anyway, he probably does an impression. Uh, thinking great. of Jack off Pollock. Hilarious. Yes. What about you and the great Pollock? Oh, no. I was just saying, so did, so did misery lead you to doing comedy? Um, or like, did you find solace in that? I'm sorry. Of... What did Kevin have to say about it? <laughs> well, that's what Kevin was trying to. I don't want to spoil was, it for it you, man. That's the whole point of the documentary. Don't spoil the, the fact that, that comics aren't happy. <laughs> <laughs> he went out there. Yeah, yeah he stretch. did. That's a stretch. He did. <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess so. I mean, I'm not good at anything else, but okay. I can, my stupid brain can make funny things happen sometimes. Okay. So I went with that. And you can't get fired from comedy, right? Hopefully so it's not. The <laughs> most reliable job out there on the market. He gets close. <laughs> <laughs> I was a clown before this, so I fit like all the stereotypes oh, the geez. crying clown, the crying okay. comic. Yeah, it's all great. What a weird experience. You know who else was a clown? Allison Brie. Mm. She Annie was a, on Community. Have, yeah. you, have you seen her documentary? No. That's because I'm living it, Pete. That's because I'm fucking living it. It's <laughs> <laughs> still being filmed. Oh, so you saw an early cut of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Matt, do you have anything to say about it? No, clearly not. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so 10 years in the books. Did, did that mean anything to you guys? Like, when it hit, nah. did it feel... It's another year. <laughs> a number's a number? Yeah, sure. I don't sure. even know what age is. Do you know what I mean? Who gives yeah. a fuck? No, it's nice people care, but on 10. I don't know. If you got to put a milestone on something, we're the only ones who did it at the time. Well, that, okay. that's why I bring it up, right? Because I mentioned I mentioned Adam Curry to you guys yesterday, yeah. and I felt like... And we almost killed you. Yes, you almost killed me, and I, I barely know the guy. I talked to him once, but you guys... Was he luck, man? Are you serious, still? <laughs> you guys seem pretty upset about it, so what? what's what's the deal? Like, Well, at this point, I wouldn't say we're upset. It's, he's, he's a joke. Uh, at the time... May I do the short version? Sure. Or try to do the short version? <laughs> he was basically the first person to start a podcasting network. We got a hold of one of the contracts that people were signing yeah. their podcasts away to him. Because they're excited about Mr. MTV's yeah, sure. going to sure. make Good hair, money. You know, all that right. stuff. Yeah, yeah he, exactly. was, he was like the first one to promise money outside of like, you're going to do it yourself and get money. And, and he so, was popular. I remember when uh, Guns N' Roses threw bear cans at his head during an interview. I mean, this was a big guy. <laughs> so um, Motley uh, Crue doesn't respect... I mean, Nobody respected him then. Keith, Looking Keith. back, he was never good in these interviews. Keith, yes. I feel like I just want to run a marathon next year just so we can talk the whole time. I just, you know what I mean? Because I need the full 23 miles and change to get to the bottom of your backstory. Um, I'm a banana here and again. <laughs> so we, somebody sent us a copy of, of the contract and we read it. We had a whole show that where we just read and picked mm -hmm. it apart. Where in layman's terms, it wasn't even like weird lingo of like lawyers. And Lawyer it, speaker. It, Thing. Yeah, it, it was right. It was in layman's yeah. terms. Yeah. So we was were, it in crayon? Was it <laughs> it, should, it should have been because we were Comic breaking sands. it apart. He owns your show. He owns you. If you leave his company, he's taking your show with with oh, wow. him. Oh wow! He's not necessarily guaranteeing you money. It has all these stipulations. If you, if you where leave, did it have did it have merch rights and stuff like that in there? Uh, as well? I think so. I think I think so. And it. if you if you leave, you don't get your show title as well. Oh wow! So okay. you could have just changed your show title to like fuck Adam. You know, you could and, and hope that catches on. Yeah. 
help enough people want to fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> you know no, that's I mean? bad. <laughs> right. uh, I mean, so, 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 so the contract was, was really bad, and you guys were clearly not going to do that. The right? contract was disgusting. Let me think of some more shady things. If anybody's thinking, then you don't sign the the contract. While you're thinking of that, no, I the, thought of it. Oh, but okay. go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but the contract. What we were trying to do is warn what felt like you know there was a shift in podcasting, and it felt like oh now everyone's going to make money, and we were warning them. Yeah. Uh, we think that this is this is not the way that you're going to make money. This is just you giving up what podcasting is supposed to be, which is this free way of mm-hmm. speaking and putting things out and having your own shit behind it. Right, Keith. He would. He, he would. Uh, <laughs> oh, I he, can't wait. <laughs> he'd take other shows, including our show, put it on his oh, network, yeah. and then put and then put an ad around the show. As though it was his show, and then he also went with no permission to do this. With no permission, then yeah, because you didn't have any contract signed with him. Not at all. Not at all. So he's making ads off that to hear our show. Then he would take our show and put it. You know how you have the MP3 tags in it for the artist. Yeah, the metadata exactly. So he would put his information into our show. Really? Oh, or, wow. or our information to his? Or uh, no, he's he putting his feed? information. He would take everybody's feed. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And then they made a program where his metadata goes into that. And so now you're seeing Keith mm. and the girls part of the pod show network, whatever gotcha. it was at the right. time. Yeah. Wow. He's, a, he's a slimy, shady fuck. And then, you know, you look back and there's just all these weird deals So what he was do you think of, of Rob Sprantz? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> at a rye cast. I'm just, oh, we met him. Nice guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh-huh. I was trying to, st- trying to start a, f- a fight here or yeah, something. I, I don't no, know. Why do you want to do that? I'm hey, let's go around the room. Around. Who knows someone who died? <laughs> Jesus Christ. What yeah. mile are you on right now, Mark? <laughs> uh, I'm on mile two, I think. Or it's going to be a long marathon for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're, not, we're not hippies. We have no, no problem with the man or working for somebody. Yeah. But... No, this was this was beyond. And I'm a hippie, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's an old Keith and the Girls show. If you want to hear it, called the Pod Show Contract, and mm-hmm. goes into a lot of detail. But yeah. sure, yeah. Even after that, you had people just holding on to this thing, like <laughs> he's a famous guy, and I'm going right. to sign this, and they would say. Oh, he, he's he's not gonna t- really take my yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Then why would he then why write would he put it? The, the language in there. Yeah, right. he's clearly saying that. All right, so and <laughs> you started this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You asked. I, I, no, that's fine. <laughs> that's okay. Not so, enough. I did not get enough apologies <laughs> from podcasters. <laughs> that's been now. That's been titled Key Second Book. I did not get enough yeah. apologies. Where are I my am owed some apologies, motherfucker. <laughs> Last page of my next book is going to be you empty space. You can instead write an of, apology letter instead of acknowledgments. It's you acknowledging with a self-addressed apologies. stamped envelope, so I could send it right back to you. I, right, I include the stamp. That's right. <laughs> the quote at the beginning is from you. It says, "I forgive you." But like, oh, Keith, <laughs> you're you're picking on Mr. MTV. He he has the you know he he, he has his uh, eyes set on the. Goal. Wait, hold on. Is he Mr. MTV? He was a guy from MTV. Right, like like 30 years ago. Right. Uh, But anyway, their shows fail. I know a lot of people that did lose their show title, this kind of thing, because everything he wrote in the contract, uh, you know, he's going to take advantage of. And uh, only about half those people apologized. It kind of bums me out. Well, your show used to be, sorry, it used to be called Keith and Hemda. And then right. you went with that pod right. show contract. And right. Then, yeah. I, I changed it. It had to be called The Girl. And was I was going to say, what's he going to do with, with Mike and John's podcast title if Mike and John aren't right. hosting it? He hopes, you know? he, has, yeah, really. he hopes he has every show on his network. Like, you would go Owner's there. Owner's rights. He could sell yeah. ads on your yeah. show forever. Right. And if he has enough shows, then yeah. it could mean something to an advertiser. There's lots of Mikes and Johns out there, you know? Yeah, there are. <laughs> right. Especially in the podcasting world. All right. So, because 10 years have gone by, and we had this discussion earlier when I've we were- decided to forgive Adam Curry. Yes. Okay. 
Bullshit. Well, you heard it now, now that you said you that, um, Adam, if you want to come out. <laughs> Adam, if you want to come out. Hey, Keith, that's me. Come on out, Adam. Um, hey, Adam. I shouldn't have given that beer bottle. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> Those things you oh, said made me so sad. What would you bottle. do if Adam really came out right now? I like, would be the best. I would laugh my balls off. I, oh, it would be very I, funny to see what he would say. Because I don't even have... Like, he knows he lost that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he knows... Not to brag, we're being successful. It, it would be funny to see his face. Sure. All right, so with 10 years gone, when do you guys feel the shift in podcasting truly changed? Because we were, we were talking about yeah, this yeah. earlier with comedy news. He feels... Uh, Matt feels very recently. Matt feels it was very recently with the success of Cyril being so big that now parents, you know, like our parents are like, hey, do you do, you do this <laughs> podcasting thing? Do oh, you know I should what this? start talking to my parents. I'd have another listener. <laughs> yeah. But uh, when did you guys really feel like podcasting changed uh, more towards what it's like today versus when you guys started? Because everybody back then was figuring it the fuck out, right? What equipment you- were you using? What mics were good? How are we even going to put this on the internet? Oh, yeah. You're, you're you're figuring out all of that stuff. Now it's it's like you can go buy a podcasting kit. It seems like right. like like those you can were buy always a, hilarious. The right, podcasting kits. Like oh, you mean the the four track that you bought yeah, yeah, at the yeah. store? And yeah, a couple mics that and came a couple with mics. It. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the fuck equipment. Nobody wants to hear about the equipment. No, 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 no I'm talking, miles, talking about when like do you feel like <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. When do you feel like it really shifted? Because now there there's oh, yeah, advertising companies that that solely exist to put advertising onto podcast right. networks and shows. I mean that clearly didn't exist. Well, for us it changed when we had to actually make the the decision to we either have to drop our job that's more reliable and that we've been doing for a while, like uh, the waiter job and the clown job. We had mm-hmm. to drop that. Believe it or not, that was our steady gig. <laughs> Heavily laid this clown gig. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. It was a good job. Yeah. Were you doing like private parties though? Like big time? Like BM- all the BMW private had you? Like, or- <laughs> I had all the private kids. <laughs> I was like a priest. BMW is big oh, male nice women, right? <laughs> <laughs> Big male women? Sure. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> uh, we had to make that choice because we were putting so much work into the podcast. And so for us, it was then. It was all, There was also a shift where... I was saying that I was a podcaster for a living and I knew I couldn't really say that everywhere because yeah. they're like, what's that? Is that in your basement of your mom's house? Right. And, yeah, yeah. You know, while Explaining you're eating grilled cheese. I don't know. But as soon as we, I think it was about five years ago where I started saying I'm a podcaster and people were like, oh, cool. I'd say yeah. about five years ago. Okay. It, and even before that, it was a big deal when on, I think it was the iPod even. Yes. That when, was, that was when podcasting was, was, a was like a feature. Yeah. Happened. Okay. Yeah. Did you guys see a huge spike in in numbers when that happened? Because, you know, know. you might you you have this huge back catalog already. You right. know what I mean? We and people were, discover you go, holy shit, they've been around for so long. I don't think we were obsessed with numbers or even knew where to look for the numbers at all. I think we just kind of went by, oh, we're getting more email or, you know, more people are responding to our call to action or yeah. something. I don't think that we knew because it wasn't like advertisers were asking how many listeners really. We were just kind of getting advertising for the people who were already listening to us because they were like, hey, every time you say a dot com, I go. How about I hear my dot com on your show? And that's how sure. advertising used to work. Yeah, used to. Yeah. Remember that, guys? Remember the good old days? (laughs) Yeah, now they're asking for packages, and I'm like, sure, here's a screen grab. Yeah, Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah, here's a screen screen grab my niece drew, you know? (laughs) Looks close enough. She's a great artist. I mean, yeah, but it's it's an interesting art form because, like, I I feel like it's a more active fan base. Where where I was talking the other day with someone about... 
radio you can listen to passively. It's playing in the background. You walk into a room, it's on. You don't really have to pay attention. But for a podcast, you need to be a little bit tech savvy. You need to kind of know what's going on. You need to actively seek out for these and find these fan bases and these podcasts. So I do think that the, the, there is a, a smarter audience that you can kind of market to as opposed to just radio. Well, I also think that there's not like some sort of the man looking over you and being yeah. like, here's what people are listening to. You say the time every 10 minutes and yeah, then you yeah, say... Yeah. There's the, no like station clock or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so you are actually directly involved with your listener. Like you are really talking to them rather than a filter of, you know, you know it would be a great segment? No... Yeah. Douchebag with a ponytail <laughs> who thinks that everything he's doing is current, but so it's always not. the guy with the well, ponytail. I, huh? On that tip, I think that was. I'm sure you're familiar. A couple of weeks ago with Howard Stern and Ari Shafir about their podcast. Comment. Oh my God, Howard! I love you, but why? I said the same thing yeah. about how out of touch he just oh. seemed. About like. Podcasting gets rid of all the shitty parts of radio. You don't have to get up in the morning. You don't have to do a station clock. You can just kind of talk. You don't need to cut for a commercial or the anything. The stuff that he bitches about on a daily basis. And the stuff he fought about his entire career. Yes. His entire career. He's part of the reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it felt like, you know, like your dad, like you, you saw your dad lose a step. Uh, like you're like, oh man, like dad, right. dad's kind of lost it. He's not really Let's in touch anymore. Take and it stuff. easy on Howard. Eric, the actor just died. He's, he's all <laughs> out of whack. Let's. That's but, his death like, when we go. Yeah. Oh, shit. You get, but, wait, wait, hold on. You got dibs on Eric? Shit. Yeah. All right. Uh, but it was sad hearing that because, like, he's a guy that everyone in podcasting, like, kind of idolized. You know what I, I, would, I would say? Yes. You know? Yeah. I do. A, right. I do equate it to when you have, I bring up this example when you have brides that have put their bridesmaids in shitty dresses and terrible hairstyles, and they know it. Yeah. And it's just to, to make them look better. To make, it's not even, it's not necessarily to make them look better. Because they know these these ugly dresses and ugly buns are going to ruin their photos that yeah, they want to yeah. have forever. But they're going to make them do it because they had to do it. Yeah. And maybe Howard's yeah. like, you know, you don't get to just start where yeah, I'm at yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. You you have to start in the mail you room go at a radio right. or in a market in the middle of nowhere. Right, or right. Like you got to build a family. I guess, yeah. I guess there's there's oh, that too. like there's no work in creating a fan base via podcast. Well, there is now because yeah. it's so oversaturated, right? You guys think it's oversaturated? Mm, there's there's an audience for everyone. I, I do sure. agree with that uh, because people do ask me that. Like, isn't it too late? Uh, there's uh, six thousand TV channels. I don't think I'm exaggerating. Yeah. Is, it, is there going to be another great show? Yeah, sure. Yeah. There'll be. Yeah, totally. Thank you. People yeah, you will find to, it. You have to sift through some stuff, but I feel like that's why podcasting be, uh, people listen to your show more often because somebody recommended it than yeah. it having anything else to do with the media. All right. All right. Uh, moving along here, Matt. Uh, I, yeah, sorry, Danny, sorry, along. sorry. I have to do this to you, Keith. But Matt wants to talk uh, 1999 and the, and the day you purchased uh, the Simpsons movie. dot com. Oh, yeah. and, I, didn't, uh, I didn't know this. Ex- this happened. He told me this earlier. Like, yeah. I need to know the story. Uh, so I would be one of these. Uh, they call them squatters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm and, familiar with that term. Yeah, I was, one, I was one of those guys too. By the way, that's why BruceSpringsteen.com does not exist. It's right. BruceSpringsteen.net. What is your What is your favorite? The whole Mike Rowe soft, had? but Mike uh, Rowe. Like I spelled it M I K E. Like. <laughs> So I would get all these, like, I got Hotmail at Hotmail.com, but H-O-T-M-A-L-E. You could sell that to, like, a porn. That's you know, a gold mine. course. It, you know, mobile, yeah, cool. it was a gold mine in 1997 you- <laughs> when I got that shit. I'll give you $20 right now for it. <laughs> I don't own it anymore. Uh, Hotmail. Yeah. Uh, I, I have no problem with the, that kind of stuff. I would, I would try to get, either I would get the actual thing. 
or I'd be out because I feel like I'd be there all day. Yeah, right. So I right. got the SimpsonsMovie.com, TheGodfather4.com. Obviously, <laughs> never happened yet. Wait, number four or yes. spelled out or both? The number four. Oh, okay. I mean, that's the way to play it, right? Yeah, of course. Of course. Uh, Duke Nukem for the video game <laughs> yeah. that ended up being a failure. They didn't even want it. It took like <laughs> twenty years for Duke Nukem Two to come yeah. out. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, AmericanVirgin.com was a movie with a Mina Sor- Sorveri. I always get it mixed up. Sorvari and Sorveri. I have this conversation with my. Right. Wife all the time. Mina Savari. Yeah, it's no. Savari. It's the one with the rose petals in that. Movie uh, American Beauty. Yeah, yeah, where he's a pedophile, and you're supposed to feel for him. Hey, come on, he's <laughs> existential. Right, right. He's deep. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I would buy all these, and then I mean, you're paying seventy five dollars a year, and that's that's it. You know. Yeah. You, Did you work yourself into debt, cyber squatting? I, you? W- I would have, and mm-hmm. I had a, and I had to mm-hmm. let him go. I owned every cast member of Mad TV. <laughs> 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 So you're the reason we have Artie Dash Lang. Right. Oh, no, no, Is that what you're saying, Keith? Alex Borstein. <laughs> Three X's. <laughs> so, but it is fun to see they have them now. Yeah. yeah. Can but, I? Can I mention? So did you one sell them back? Did you make ones? any money? Oh, oh the be- yeah. The the biggest one was Episode Two dot com. Oh. Episode oh, wow. II. Sure. And that, that was when Star Wars. Star Wars. Was. Sure. No, uh, but there was also. Oh, there's a bigger one. Oh. Uh, this this one was my first one. Barack Obama. That was like that you was like that far into the future. Right. That was two thousand dollars. <laughs> what were you gonna say? I was gonna say you you squatted on one because you were a fan and you wrote him an email saying like oh. I'm only holding this because I don't want anyone to get it and and have ransom over you. Oh or my whatever. god, that's amazing. And the guy just got mad. AnthonyCumia.com. Really? Yeah. Boom! Whoa! <laughs> he's just Whoa. like, some podcaster thinks it's cool to squat on my name. And we're like, no, he sent you an email saying he has yeah. it and he, you can and, have it. I and he like, wrote Whoa. me back and he wrote me back and went, lawyers, what are you going to do? And it's like, <laughs> Whoa! Yeah. Did you ever wow. go on the show because of that? Like, did you? No. That's why we don't own LaughButton.com. Right. Oh, yeah? No, we own the LaughButton. Yeah, we had to go with the Laugh. But it's funny because we own all the intellectual property. So, like, they can't do anything with it. Right. And I've asked them for it and the guy's like oh give me like 800 million dollars it's like go oh, fuck off dude. do you do you have a trophy case at home with like a special made you for know plate for each one of all the website <laughs> domains so, you so, squatted so the simpsons was i got the most money for yeah it. i would imagine so and i said that and i didn't like the way 20th century fox was talking to me <laughs> oh my god <laughs> being so demandful <laughs> They didn't apologize enough. You don't have to apologize, yeah. but you fill out the back of your next book. But uh, so we, it goes through an arbitrator. I'm on the phone talking to him because uh-huh. you know we're talking from different coasts. I say I'm working on a O.J. Simpson movie, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and and I don't know, you know, I can't say how much, but it, it worked. It worked out. It's, it was. It's not to live on, but it was pretty nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pleased with that. As as for if I'm a piece of shit being a squatter, I I don't think so. To me, it it seems you know if it, it, Anthony Cumia, I'll just give it to him. It it's it seems like you're people that buy houses to sell them more. Yeah, right. but you yeah. knew the guy yeah, you're wanted flipping that a house. Flipping. You're yep. flipping a house. You knew the guy wanted the house and he could have bought it for less. Why didn't you let him have it? Because yeah. you. Because you saw a deal yeah. and you took it. You know what's up. Yes. So, so did you take the money that you got from that Simpsons ordeal and actually shoot an O.J. Simpson movie? Did you yeah. Yeah. turn that into a short film? <laughs> it, it ruined my uh, uh, artistic mind. <laughs> and the movie never happened. And that's on 20th Century Fox. So. <laughs> did they make you like send a, a few pages of a script to, to I, verify your claims? Back. Yeah. The arbitrator may have asked like, what happens in this movie? And I think it, oh, it's, it's basically like about the family. 
<laughs> you should, the synopsis. You should like, well, this is how it ends. He's in a white Bronco going down the highway. You know, you had the you had the story. We had to hire a designer to make like. Oh, we <laughs> made. Yes. Wait, what? We yeah, hired dude. a designer to make a Simpsons movie website. Oh my god, it's and, amazing! And what pro- didn't help us? You couldn't have- just like throw up a picture. No, no, you oh. had to, we had to make it look like it was a real deal. Oh, it was okay. so specific that our artist drew drew it so well. We're like, no, you can't just draw the Simpson characters. You have to draw like a fakakta version. Yeah, of you them. have to make it kind of look uh, a little yeah. off. Yeah, right. so we're like less yeah. talent, less talent. <laughs> oh my god. Well, well, he did he did something. I think it was before I went the OJ route. <laughs> he <laughs> oh, drew, that wasn't even the first path. No, was, he did. Ju- he was saying, look, you want me? You want to give me this money for the Simpsons? Because he had like Flanders was fucking the dog. <laughs> And all this stuff, and and that he could be sued for because his drawing was so good, yeah. he had to make it bad drawing. <laughs> like right. Bart had to have not enough spikes. Oh. You know what I mean? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> oh, well, that happened so to Danny though. Funny. Danny had DannyHatch.com, mm-hmm. and what happened, Danny? I let it last. Uh, someone bought it for me, and uh, and then transferred it to me, and I just let it lapse, and then uh, it was like three hundred, four hundred dollars to get it back, and I just. Uh, and now it's like eight thousand because he keeps checking. Right, right. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the big scam of it all. Is they keep uh, checking. Yeah. They you know that happened to me with MarkSaysHi.com. I had it for a long time, and then the company who I originally bought the domain from went out of business, mm. and it went to some other company, that's and I fair. and I didn't know like what happened long story short like all of a sudden i couldn't get into my website and what was going on uh. and i was like what the fuck's going on here found this company in in south uh, south africa now has it right. and i'm like all right how much money do you want and they said five hundred dollars and i was super poor you know i didn't have any money right. i was like how the fuck am i gonna come with five hundred dollars i gotta get this back right. so i did i worked a whole bunch of jobs like uh, on films wow. and commercials just to get it back but thank God I did, because who knows how much it would be worth now. Like once I got on the radio, and then you know what I mean, they right. would have charged me a fortune. I mean, the know? internet's kind of a but, fad anyway, so I think websites are <laughs> yeah. on the way out. They're on the way yeah, out. they're done. They're done. Well, All right, now he so has Danny Hatch. Satisfied with the? Uh, I am Simpsons? satisfied. And uh, for the record, I own MattKleinschmidt.com. Spent thirteen bucks. Yeah, you yeah, but who could spell it? That's, the yeah. <laughs> that's there's, true. There's like two other Matt Kleinschmidt's out there, and every time a new social media pops up, it's a race to get Matt Kleinschmidt mm, on all of them. So I just funny. like go and bookmark. Did you get it on Lo? I did get it on Lo, bro. The the week and a half or the <laughs> three days people gave a shit what about Ello. Ello. Yeah, <laughs> Ella was so close to becoming a thing, and then everyone was like, "Wait, what?" what are we doing? <laughs> exactly. Do you ever worry though when you spend thirteen dollars on a website that like I could just call and go, "Hey, it's me, Matt. I want to change it over here." <laughs> yeah, I don't care. I get thirteen dollars yeah. a year from yeah. this asshole. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's something like. It. But I actually use it. I put like you know stuff up. Right. There. By the way, uh, I own DannyHatch.com. You son <laughs> of a bitch! You told me ten times that wasn't you. <laughs> I feel like you're squatting on more that you don't want to let out of the bag either. I'm really not. It is a shit. Like, you know what? It is Cl- a shit. Clive Owen.com. I saw him in a BMW commercial and he was going to be the next Dude, fucking big I thing. I remember those commercials. They were online only. They were super cool. They were like, yeah. Before, like, they they were movie. What, what are you, a style. Clive Owen historian? No, just what before the Clive fuck? Owen was Clive Owen. Before, Jesus Christ. Before that movie that he was in, whatever, No right. Country for Old Men, No Whatever right. movie. Yeah, they were like little cinema movies, BMW commissioned, like six yeah. of them. Yeah, that, and he was like James Bond. Yeah, James that guy Bond would have made transporter a, style, like yeah. super awesome. He would have made a great James Bond, by the way, yeah. just for record. Yeah, well, he could have done it. They said, "Do you have the dot com for promotions?" He said, "No." <laughs> they like, "Sorry, said, we're gonna go with Clive. Daniel Craig." Yeah, he, so, so, he said, "Some asshole that just moved to New York has it." <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> squashing dreams. That's all. That's what you're doing. Over but this. he did okay, so I can't feel. Yeah, well, yeah. someone took a. Uh, we have Keith and the girl dot com. Of course, right, somebody yeah, right. took the misspelling of Keith and the girl dot com. Oh, wow. Yeah, K I E. Yeah, how's it? How's it feel, huh, guys? Well, isn't that, isn't <laughs> right. that how yeah. Google started? Someone mis- misspelled Google. It wasn't supposed to be Google. It was going to be Goggle. Goggle or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah. Goggles. Yeah. Mm. Something. Uh, both yeah. so clever. Yeah. yeah. There's Keith yeah. and the girls. Now that could be in case we get another Hot. co-host. Okay. Who knows. Hey, oh, that's me. I bought that. <laughs> so, uh, Hamda, I got to ask you, stand up. Have you ever done it? I did it once to open for Keith on one of those, uh, one of his tapings. Is this when you were still together, or no. is this post? Uh, okay, N- no. Um, was that a stipulation you had set up in the relationship? Like, if you ever break up, he has, to, or you have to. No, I. Do it? He he's so supportive of any talent that what? I have. It's like oh. incredible. <laughs> <laughs> two yeah. women, two women. Okay. <laughs> Look, he really is the mediator. Look at him jump in there. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> Danny, no talking right now. Um. So yeah, he's he's very supportive. I just think um doing the show five days a week, and I didn't do stand up before we started the show, makes me I don't know, makes me really nervous. Uh, I I just let things fly out of my mouth. So to be prepared and to stand there, like sometimes I'll do versions of stand up, but I know I can't say it's stand up. Like, you know, I'll get off stage, I'll uh, host something, and they're like, "Oh, were those jokes that you planned?" And I'm like, "I think so. I have the gist of it. I know where the joke is going to land. So I've done it, but I I can't say that I've I've tried to be a stand up." Gotcha. Right. That well, was such a lengthy, <laughs> shitty answer. Yeah, but it was the <laughs> truth. Right? Long way to say no. Yeah. <laughs> you've done like storytelling, though. Do you count storytelling as stand-up? You've done a bit of that. They were hilarious. No, I did. I th- guess that counts these days, right? Storytelling. With these fucking. I was. Kinda. I was really funny in my Al-Anon <laughs> meetings. Uh, <laughs> I fucking. Killed. I just. I just got unfriended by a thousand people on Facebook. You're like storytelling. What? <laughs> no, storytelling is obviously a, an avenue. Yeah, comedy's comedy. Funny's funny. That's it. Bottom line. I want um, to. I want a little more time and i i want to try stand up i I like being like the lone wolf on stage sure you know well you have plenty of comedian friends that come on the show all the time so i could only imagine that you get some pointers from some yes talent yeah and they've offered it they've been really nice and supportive as well i feel like Mm. i could also cut the line a little bit because we met some stuff so i i don't have to go complete open mic for uh as long as another person but that's not a reason to fuck up people's shows <laughs> yeah uh keith for you anything off limits stand-up wise anything you won't touch or you think should be off limits when it comes to comedy or can uh, you find funny in anything uh, let's see nigger rape i'm thinking <laughs> uh no i think anything anything yeah do you could you go on stage like right now and, and do baltimore jokes riot jokes tonight it's, I, I I need five minutes to think, so give me five minutes. Wait, was that you? Is this Riot Cast did the Baltimore thing? That was your guy's fault. <laughs> uh, sure, yeah, I don't I don't oh. think. No, for nothing would be uh, too soon. No, I think you know you, you're not going to want to hear Baltimore jokes in two months. Uh, yeah. You know, um, unless you're going over riots or police in general someday. Uh, yeah, if you're asking, would it be too soon? Not to me. Um, I, I remember saying a Batman theater shooting joke that day or the next day. No, it's not too soon. You just got to have a little bit of a heart. I don't add the victims when I tweet out a joke. You know? Right, right. Well, that's something. Right. So I, I think I do know where the line is. With that said, I, I, can't, I can't think of something that's off limits. 
What about you, Danny? Anything off limits for you? No. Um, no, man. I thought I thought I there's a lot of stuff I thought I'd take to the grave with me, and then I needed stage time, and I just <laughs> opened up about all the yeah all the I I did stand up naked a couple weeks ago. What? Oh, that freaking the cave show? No, yeah. I no, I was no that that's a show where everyone's naked. I was yeah. the only one. Naked. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> um, and yeah, that was awesome. That was that was so much fun. He did a great job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it, you guys it, were there for that, so you can't yeah, unsee it. it, was... it That—that's how he got the job. I mean, we were doing Keith stand-up taping, mm-hmm. and I don't. What did we say? You were like, I'll, "Can I be naked?" And uh, my girlfriend Rosa was talking about. She did a naked stand-up show. My girlfriend Rosa. Mm-hmm. I have a girlfriend. Yeah, what everybody a, quick. Yeah, what that. a bragger. Jesus Rosa. Christ. Hey, anybody buy my girlfriend Rosa.com because I really <laughs> need it because I totally have one. I was wondering what that big life-size cardboard cutout. Was over Be cool to Rosa. She's very sensitive. Jesus uh, you never met her because she's, she's from another country, but we totally do it all the time. <laughs> Look, Canada she's has a, a lot model. of supermodels. She's wait, she's from, wait, she's from Canada? No, she lives in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Oh, That's okay. a long distance, oh, very uppity. Yeah, very, very uppity. She, yes. <laughs> MI, you got an MIT bitch. Who knows? Up well. there. Oh, she's like super smart. We're oh, still, she probably is, yeah. It's, it's of course, she's wicked smart. She's with, she does like pocking the call in the wicked smart people's uh, lobster shed. I'm going to get my credit card. Uh, no joke, she is a neuroscientist. Oh, wow. At MIT. <laughs> and, oh, Jesus Christ. And I'm sure, sure she <laughs> totally just loves Danny and is in testing uh, him constantly. Do you, do you guys and Keith and, and, and Henba, do you think that he's just a like a... A uh, guinea pig for her? Yeah. yeah. I, feel like he's a, I feel like he's a project. Totally. Right? Hey, man, pussy's pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I love this, even if it's robotic. <laughs> I'm woken up with a few electrodes taped to my chest, but I was still naked. It so. makes me try harder. Yeah. Oh, hysterical, man. People like Cialis, I'll tell you. <laughs> what you get electrodes and- oh boy <laughs> yeah so you have a girlfriend rosa oh yeah so she was talking oh thank you i forgot for a second <laughs> she was talking about how she did a, a stand-up show naked and uh then it just from there you guys asked me if, if i'd like to do that opening for keith is and- that how you guys connected because then yeah i did naked shows and you're like oh my god we should marry it's not like the reason but subconsciously probably that's what was drawing us to each other is this real tape on your glasses by the way for the people that can't see or just listening he's got he's Wearing, Danny's wearing glasses, and and I meant to point this out yesterday, which I don't have to point it out. It's clearly on his head. He's he's got but the old school tape, tape job, but it's on the not side the middle, of his it's glasses. On the side. It's yeah. on the side, and uh, I remember having to do that in well, grade school because we were... you know, my parents can afford new glasses. So. Yeah, but buddy, his is on the side. That's what all the millennials are doing. <laughs> oh, okay. So is that kind of like you know basketball players wear the black freak. stripe on mm-hmm. their jersey? You know, um, so somebody passed, so you put. It's like the tattooed tear yeah. of a gangster. Yeah, totally. Well, speaking of Rosa, we were playing Dominic. <laughs> If you recall from earlier, folks, I have a girlfriend, Totally. Rose is her name, and that's a real name. Already making a callback from five seconds ago. I don't know if that counts as a callback. (laughs) It's more of a continuation. And uh, so we were playing a game where she was, you know, trying to get me to make sounds with her mouth and my body parts, and I was not allowed to make sounds. And at one point, she kind of like slapped my glasses off my face. And then she's like, oh, they're broken. And I I, I was like, is this a trick to get me to talk? So you can hit. Like hit me with the with your dildo. Um, she didn't ever hit me with dildo. Yeah, but, uh, right. yeah she's so going then, to now. And then uh, she taped them up for me. 
Nice. She uh, fixes her mistakes. <laughs> that's she less. dots her eyes, crosses her T's. Scientists are always all about the details. Punches me in the ass, and her thesis Who's is Who's to say done. what happens everywhere? Oh, man. Are you going to wipe her, your ass with her degree at one point? Never. Are you gonna... That would be disrespectful, Matt. <laughs> but if she wanted to, it's her right. If she, if she demands me to. <laughs> in the last case and everything, I guess I have. He's no being controlled choice. right now. Like, this isn't even Danny yeah, thinking. I'm a... <laughs> I love it. Cool. I love it too. It's great well, being in a relationship. <laughs> Which I am. Lest anyone forget. With just, Roja. Just, Danny, just save your receipts. All yeah, right. Right? Save your receipts. <laughs> I no. am totally in a relationship. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, guys, thanks for coming by. And uh, for it was us. nice to have Thank the you. second half on, on our court, I guess. Thank you. Uh, we did two halves here. And uh, congrats on all the success with the podcast. And, and uh, give everyone the lowdown um, because you guys, you got VIP packages now. Yeah. You have other people having shows. Like a uh, recent guest we had on the podcast was Mike Kaplan. And, mm-hmm. And he, He's of course, is a part of your guys' network. So uh, what else is going on? Any future plans? Any more expansion? Yeah, we're going? actually planning a, a tour. We want to go like on a tour bus, document it, see what comes of it. Danny's cool. going to come on with us. My oh, husband, Lauren, is coming. And it should be an incredible... Uh, Mike Kaplan is coming with us, Catherine Heller, Michael Fox. Um, that should be a blast. But anything, any information you can find on KeithandTheGirl.com. We'd love for people to go to iTunes and give us a chance. Probably listen to three shows before you get in the mood for our cadence. But uh, Keith and the Girl is the name of the show. You can find it anywhere at Keith and the Girl. Facebook is Keith and the Girl. There's plenty of episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can also check out ZenuForever.com. I still have that one. <laughs> What's the guy's name? Maskovich? He's coming after right. you, right? That, uh, the new movie David should make Maskovich. me rich. I bought GoingClear.com 10 years ago. I feel like you own uh, GoMommy.com. Do you own that one, too? The <laughs> no, sister I, site? To- I didn't know. I either get it or I don't. I didn't have time for the clever <laughs> shit. <laughs> That's why I got so much money for hotmail.com, well, Keith. That reminds me of the story. Yeah. Camille Nanjiani told me to get more traffic to the laugh button, I should buy CNN.com and mm-hmm. <laughs> direct all the traffic to the laugh button. Yeah. That was his solution for how to get more, more viewers of the laugh well, button. It's Thanks, Camille. He thinks he really had that Silicon Valley money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was like, here's the plan. I'm like, okay, thanks. That's I mean, great. 20 years ago when you bought Bill Cosby's 50thVictim.com, <laughs> I'm sure. You didn't expect that to pay oh, off, no. but in like a month, oh, that's no. going to be huge. Yeah, yeah. Danny just went from open mics to feature acts. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> By shitting all over another comic. Yeah, I'm yep. almost crossing my fingers. I'm like, four more votes. <laughs> right, no. Is that what he's up to now, 46? He's over 40. Oh, Jesus, Jesus man. Uh, hey, note, hey, yeah. hey. He hasn't been proven to have been there. You know what, you guys? Pudding really tastes great. I mean, come on. Give the guy a break. <laughs> By the way, did we mention at Danny Hatch? Oh, yeah. That's me. Tell him how you feel about yeah. those jokes. <laughs> and man, all again, pussy's pussy. So <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, all right, well, guys, good to see you again. Thanks for swinging by. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. All right, that was Keith and the girl. Kind yeah. enough to join us here, Matt. Uh, Some cross pollination between podcasts. It is. We double dipped. It was almost like first half, second half. First yeah. half, I was on their home court. Second half, they're on ours. Yeah. They were on ours, and uh, ten years in the books for them, man. Congratulations again. Yeah, it's fucking pretty nuts, impressive, man. and uh, so much news we didn't get to on the early portion of the podcast. Uh, Justin Bieber is going to be a part of Zoolander two. I know you're Who's excited. Not be on Zoolander two. Me, I haven't been asked yeah, that's yet. True. That's true. Uh, Cecily Strong did some nice work at the uh, correspondence dinner, and she's of, yeah. uh, she's going to be a part of Melissa McCarthy's new new movie called Michelle Darnell. A lot of shows got greenlit this week. Yes, like, like there's a lot of cover. 
footage about new shows on IFC. There's new shows on ABC, I want to mm-hmm. say. Uh, new shows on Netflix coming down. So And other stuff on Hulu. Speaking yeah, of Hulu. Trailer for Ted 2. Yeah. Did you watch it yet, by the way? I did. I did. It's pretty hilarious. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, Tom Brady's I remember watching the leak, the leak trailer many moons ago before they actually like animated Ted. Okay, where like Mark Wahlberg was literally just talking to like a stuffed animal. Sure, it, it was kind of like it was pretty creepy. funny. Yeah, it was kind of <laughs> creepy. Uh, so you know that's kind of fun. <laughs> uh, man, Wahlberg's got it going on. He's Entourage. The, the movie's coming out right. I think he's behind. Uh, Ballers, it's called a new HBO series with The Rock. Yes, yes. And uh, of course, he's got Ted Two coming out. That guy is he's got Ted Two killing it. Oh, man. congrats to Super Troopers for raising like four and a half million dollars on their Kickstarter for Super Troopers Two. Yes, Broken Lizard guys. Congrats. Too much news. Too much news. Yes. Laughbutton.com. That's where you're gonna get it all. Go there now. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Rate us. Review us. Hit us up on Facebook. Everything at the Laugh Button. And uh, we got some swag we're gonna be giving away soon. Yeah, dude. and uh, we're gonna be having some interaction on our social. So follow us on Twitter at the Laugh Button. Do that now. Facebook, like our comments. Facebook page. Leave us comments and all that stuff, and then you'll be in the mix to uh, take home some swag. Some and when swag. we say swag, I mean Matt's. He got rid of his house, got a new house, and he has a whole bunch of stuff I'll, and boxes. I'll, I'll I'll get a bunch of hair that I cut off my head and I'll put it in a bag. Hey, by the way, Kyle Canaan shaved his beard. So there's, is there a photo? There's a photo of Kyle Kinane shaving his beard. I don't know if it was like some sort of trick or what, but homeboy shaved his beard. Wow. So we need to get our hands on some of Kyle Kinane's beard. We need to do it. And doc- we'll give that away as a contest. We Kyle, if you're listening, drop us a line. We want a piece of your beard. That's creepy. Man. It's it, it's only I creepy feel like if you, you just Mark. Part it's of his only beard. creepy if it's you not let like it's it be part creepy. of the Berlin Wall or something. It's only man. creepy if you let it be creepy. That beard is iconic. It's like saying, it's like saying, hey, we have a piece of Zach Galifianakis. Oh, God. All right. Follow me on Twitter, <laughs> at Mark Says Hi. Follow him on Twitter, at I am Klein Schmidt. Where I'll do a lot of beard ranting. All right. Let's get out of here. <laughs> TheLaughButton.com. Check it out. Life's better with American Family Insurance. Because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.